The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Whoa. Check one. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> Testing. Testing. I think we're ready to get started. Okay. I am going to call, excuse me, 
This is Director Marissa Harrington. I am going to call this meeting of the Civil Rights Board um, at 7.03. And we are going to move on to a roll call. Thank you, Director. Um, Jacob Beach. Excused. Janine Brown. Okay. Unexcused. Marissa Harrington. Present. Madison Lukeman. Present. Dustin Collin. Present. Sandra Calderon. Calderon, sorry about that. Present. We have a quorum now. Thank you. May I please entertain a motion to adopt the agenda for this special meeting on June 30th, 2022. As Director Corwin, I motion to adopt. And may I please entertain a second or support? This is Director Lukeman, I second. All of those in favor of adopting the agenda for this June 30th, 2022 special meeting of the Civil Rights Board, please say aye. 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 Any opposed, please say nay. Any abstentions? All right, the agenda has been adopted. Um, can I please entertain a motion to approve the minutes from our May 9th meeting? This is Director Corwin, uh, motion to approve the minutes. May I please entertain a second or support? Director Lukeman, I support. All of those in favor of approving the minutes from the May 9th meeting, please say aye. 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 All of those opposed, please say nay. Any abstentions? All right, we have approved the minutes from the May 9th, 2022 meeting. Thank you. Moving on now to public announcements and communications. Director, we do not have any public announcements. This is Director Harrington, thank you. Um, we will then move on uh, to new business. The first item on the agenda is complaint updates. Thank you, Director. I would like to call up um, Tanessa Patterson to give us an overview of where we are with the complaint updates. Ms. Patterson. Thank you. Um, thank you. Board, I appreciate uh, you allowing me to be here to give this update today. Um, so from the last update, we were uh, speaking to the board um, in regards to next steps to outstanding complaints. And I will start with where we are and what's been done um, to this point. Um, at this time, uh, as of Friday, June 17th, email communications were sent to all nine complainants requesting updated physical addresses so that we were able to send next steps uh, a letter uh, regarding next steps and investigative finding reports to everyone. Um, we gave them five days to get back to us. Um, as of Friday, June 24th, uh, phone calls were made to those who did not respond to that communication. Um, phone calls were made to two cases specifically um, who I had not heard back from. Um, those uh, one actual physical address came from those two phone calls, um, nothing from the other. 
Um, a follow-up email was also sent uh, to those who did not, I wasn't able to get a hold of via phone, uh, with one of them being no physical address provided, um, and that information was not received, uh, but I did send all of the information that was sent via uh, mail to that person via email. So they were still communicated with and they did receive that information. Um, and then there was another case where due to no phone number, there were two emails sent. Um, and I actually was able to get an email back actually the day before <laughs> I sent out letters, so that was good. So um, there was only one person that was outstanding, but I still had some way to communicate. Um, and then from there, uh, Tuesday, June 28th, those next step letters and investigative finding reports were sent to complainants and respondents via first class mail. Um, uh, as I specified, one was sent via email um, due to having no physical address. And then on Wednesday, June 29th, uh, those investigative finding reports and information was sent to the Civil Rights Board via email. And then just a really quick follow-up um, in regards to what we have received uh, in 2022. Um, the, everything that I just explained was what was outstanding in 2021. Um, at this time, so far this year, 10 complaints have been received. Five complaints were referred to the Michigan Department of Civil Rights. Two of those complaints were based on uh, discrimination based on race. One complaint was discrimination based on age, race, and disability. One complaint was based on uh, discrimination uh, based on disability uh, by itself. And then one complaint of discrimination based on police discrimination. One complaint was sent to the Fair Housing Center of Southwest Michigan, um, and that was based on denial of Section 8 voucher and other rent subsidy funds. Two complaints were sent to uh, Kalamazoo Department of Public Safety. One complaint was sent to uh, Community Planning and Economic Development. And one complaint was marked unresponsive. Since the last update, um, from what the log that all of you receive uh, from the city attorney's office, we've only received two, um, two other complaints. And that was included in those 10. And those two that you have not seen on the log were the one referred to Fair Housing and one to Kalamazoo Department of Public Safety. And that was my update, and I will um, open it up for any questions. This is Director Harrington. Thank you so much for that very detailed update. <laughs> You're welcome. It gives me life. Um, and But I think it also is, is wonderful for the community to hear um, the Civil Rights Board has been making re requests uh, for us to get details around the complaints and um, the first part of your update was about follow-up. Um, we requested for follow-up. So everyone, um, well not everyone, but the, the complaints from 2021 um, that we just didn't know where they stood, we, we asked for follow-up. Um, is, is the uh, contact info for these uh, these individuals, is it correct? Do we need to update? So this is our attempt at making sure that we're closing gaps. So I really, really appreciate you all doing that work because that this is what it's all, this is what it's all about, is that work there. So I just wanna thank you first and foremost for that. Um, I do have a quick question. Um, the complaint 
for 2022 that was sent to the one complaint that was sent to the Fair Housing Center in regards to the voucher discrimination or alleged voucher discrimination. Um, I just want to have some clarification around um, that it was um, the city attorney's office who uh, made the decision to refer that out. Yes, that was a determination um, from the city attorney's office um, at this time uh, due to our ordinance. Thank you. You're welcome. Any other questions or comments? Thank you, Ms. Patterson. Thank you. Hard work. Unless we have an update with source of income clarification, Attorney Jones. Yes, good evening. Good evening, directors. Uh, after much discussion um, at the last uh, board meeting uh, regarding source of income, our office had to take another look at it uh, and um, consider the uh, opinions of this board. And it's our recommendation that to clarify the ordinance so that it's very clear to not only the board but the public, we were, are requesting, if you are requesting, we would amend the ordinance to clarify and provide more direction um, for citizens of Kalamazoo with respect to the ordinance, if this board chooses to direct us to do that. This is Director Harrington. Um, I, I appreciate that. And um, I guess my question for the city attorney's office is the, is the recommendation to amend the ordinance to remove or add source of income verification clarification? To clarify the source of income um, based upon what the board has uh, recommended, that that be included uh, with landlords in considering someone who's applying for an apartment or a home. This is Director Harrington. Does anyone have any questions or comments about that? This is Director Lukeman. Um, I had previously brought up a point regarding uh, local housing vouchers, um, such as the millage program. And uh, I think it would be pertinent for the city attorney's office to maybe do some research on, on the ability of a community member to make a complaint to this board if they have been, if their voucher was denied because, and it was a local millage voucher, and because of it, it's locally source funding rather than federally or state funded, you know, maybe that is a complaint that we could hear um, or at least receive and do something with. We certainly can look into that. Thank you. This is Director Harrington. Um, I just, before I, before I start asking more questions, I just want to make sure that I'm clear. So the city attorney's office is um, wanting to bring it to the board in, in regards to accepting complaints about vouchers and not referring them out because we just heard a report that they're being still being referred out. Uh, yes, the ordinance would clarify it and make it very clear to everyone that source of income is um, protected. Uh, as it stands now, the ordinance is a little vague and ambiguous with respect to that, so this would clarify it. Uh, what would occur is we obviously would amend, uh, seek to amend the ordinance. It would go on the city commission agenda for first reading with public comments. Mm -hmm. 
and then it would be a second reading and the city commission would then vote um, on that issue. But just to clarify, that would be what the city commission would be voting on is recommendation of this board to accept the vouchers um, and, and then also clarify that it would be local and otherwise. Yes, at your direction, we would um, amend the ordinance and bring it before the city commission. I will, or our office will look into the uh, local funding vouchers to be included. Thank you. This is Director Harrington. So the recommendation that I'm hearing that um, we can make as a board is that all vouchers um, be considered um, protected not just the local ones, all vouchers. I just want to make sure that we're clear on that. Thank you for that, Director Harrington. And I do want to apologize. This is Director Calderon Hueso, and I failed to identify myself earlier. This is Director Harrington. Thank you. Um, I, to speak frankly, um, I'm very excited by this. Um, there, there are a lot of us that do this work every single day. Um, for example, I received a text message from someone today that said that their daughter has been having trouble getting housing in Kalamazoo and she has an HRI voucher. And I get those kinds of calls all the time. Um, and when you have um, individuals in the community that are receiving vouchers um, and not being allowed to use them, those vouchers go to waste. And then we still have a large number of people in the community that are houseless and at risk. Um, so I'm very encouraged by this. Um, I'm very thankful to the community for speaking up. I actually um, received a statement from the continuum of care today in regards to this that I just want to read uh, to further um, in enforce the idea that we, we move in this direction. Um, so this is a statement in regards to housing ordinance, ordinance source of income protection. The Kalamazoo County Continuum of Care firmly believes that any barrier to fair equitable, equitable housing is an injustice to our most vulnerable citizens and to our whole community. In 2020, the Kalamazoo City Commission unanimously approved extensive changes to the city's ordinance aimed at eliminating such barriers, including discrimination based on a person's lawful source of income. As we continue to applaud the commission's action, we are deeply concerned over recent statements made by the city attorney to the civil rights board, suggesting an unwillingness to enforce those provisions. Source of income protection is vital to fair housing laws, achieving what they are meant to do. Not enforcing these safe, safe guards perpetuates the results our community has experienced for so long. Individuals and families struggling to obtain and maintain safe and affordable housing. The COC joins with the Civil Rights Board in insisting that the City Attorney's Office assure transparency related to unfair housing claims and enforce source of income protection in the housing ordinance. We look forward to quick action <laughs> by the City Attorney's Office on these points to bring our community a step closer to equitable access to safe, affordable, dignified housing for all. Yay. This is encouraging. Thank you. Um, is there anything further in regards to this item on the agenda? Um, this is Director Corwin. I uh, 
I feel like kind of shocked because it seemed like after last session, um, the city attorney's office was under the impression that um, we couldn't enforce uh, the voucher system um, for protection. So if you guys can, that would be fantastic because I happen to know there's actual community members right now in Kalamazoo that will be homeless next month due to this issue. And there's not much we can do um, without help. So thank you. This is Director Harrington. Are there any further comments or questions in regards to this agenda item? Okay, seeing none, thank you. Let's move on to uh, item C on the agenda, investigation procedure update. Yes, thank you, Director. I will just say that um, based upon uh, information that we have received, we've updated the manual for um, our procedures that were go gone over, and uh, we will proceed accordingly once we receive uh, the complaints. We contact the complainant and the other party involved. If they do wish to have a hearing, that information will be brought to the board, and at that time, a hearing would be conducted. So everything is in place now for that procedure to occur. Thank you. This is Director Harrington. Um, I just wanted to uh, say that the board just went through a training um, with the city attorney's office um, in regards to what the um, actual procedure is when someone files a complaint and what to do. Um, and it was an extremely, I think, productive training um, and enlightening, and we did have a community member who suggested at our last board meeting that we should have a flowchart, and so I have the flowchart in front of me, um, and I think that this is um, a really great start, and it's something that um, I'm going to suggest that we maybe um, make visually appealing and then release it to the community. I think we can put it on our website, um, and as a board, when we start to do um, our, I'm calling it an education tour because I don't know what else to call it. But when we start going out into the community to talk about the Civil Rights Board, who we are, what we do, and letting, letting the community know that they do have the right um, to advocate for themselves and um, in this way, that we take this with us. Um, because the biggest, uh, challenge that I have seen um, in my time on the board is that there's still a large misconception about who we are and what we do. And I would really love for the community to be able to look at a document like this and know, okay, if something has happened to me, these are the steps that I need to take, this is who I need to talk to, this is how long there are timelines on this flow chart, right? This is how long I need to expect that it's going to take for the investigative process, and when do I have a hearing with the Civil Rights Board? Is it applicable? Um, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to uh, being able to get out into the community and um, speak about this now that we have these things in place. Thank you, this is Director Green. Um, Citizen comments. 
Yes, come on up. You have three minutes to make your comments. Am I allowed to make a comment on behalf of someone else who couldn't be here? Okay. Yes. Thank you. So I'll begin by representing, this is Francis Vicio. So um, I guess I'm a local community advocate or something like that. Um, I'm speaking on behalf of Dr. Charlay Davis, Executive Director at Isaac. Hello, my name is Charlay Davis. Clearly it's not me. I live in Kalamazoo and I'm the Executive Director of Isaac. We are so thankful to former Vice Mayor Patrice for sharing her housing policy brief some years back that she researched and wrote as that was the needed catalyst for this work and for this ordinance. This was a partnership under her leadership with the City of Kalamazoo, TRHT Kalamazoo, Fair Housing Center, MDCR, and Isaac. As we know, safe and quality housing is a human right. Thank you to the City Commission for unanimously passing the Housing Equity Ordinance. We must continue to humanize our systemic work. Isaac-led, culturally competent listening sessions were able to do so thanks to Elder Dorla Bonner, former DEI director. The beloved community members who sat, ate, and talked with us were mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, grandmothers, grandfathers, who had different abilities that impacted housing, who had passed convictions years ago that still impacted housing who worked hard, even two jobs, but couldn't find housing or couldn't afford the multiple fees and costs, who mentioned they were being treated like they were nothing by someone looking for help, who had left unhealthy relationships and or had evictions, thus having a hard time founding, finding housing, whose health concerns impacted their housing. There were children and grandbabies at our focus groups with their family members, coloring and playing as we talked. Through the rightful tears, anger, urgency, truth, sadness, and recounting of painful instances. Thank you to all the focus group participants for courage to share your story. To the wonderful African-American gentleman who stood at the door saying when we had reached capacity, please, please let me in this room. I need to be in this room. I knew you needed to be here, sir. Thank you for knowing that your voice held power. During our focus groups, we were told that many times participants would give their voice and saw no changes. Change happened the night that this ordinance was voted on. So now we must do all we can to ensure that there is enforcement um, to this housing ordinance with a reporting enforce an enforcement mechanism with transparency and accountability and inclusion of its committed board members. The Civil Rights Board connected to the housing equity ordinance helps us move towards the beloved community by addressing systemic racism. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else for citizens' comments? Sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm back. Now, I'm actually Francis Vicioso. Boop, let me put my hat on. I just want to say thank you for your commitment this evening. Um, as somebody who is very, um, who pays a lot of attention to housing work in this, org in this community, I see some things happening. And I just want to applaud you and your fervent um, digging in and fervent commitment to this community and fair housing. Um, I, I will say that as a community member, I still continue to be disappointed in the lack of power in this body because each one of you are members of this community and the say, like you, should, you deserve a say in what happens in this community, especially as you were appointed to this position. 
I think it's really important for each of you to be able to hear as many cases as possible. I hear that many of them are being outsourced and that's cute or whatever, but this body, this board was created out of the housing ordinance in order to oversee the things that are happening at the city attorney's office and all of the other complaints that are coming in as opposed to constantly shipping them out to KDPS or the Fair Housing Center or MDCR. I believe that it should be nothing about us without us. So if it's about our community, you all, people who we trust, I mean, I trust y'all, I don't know, um, to know what's right for the community members here, um, the, those that you live amongst, um, should be the ones to be able to make the decision. I am very grateful for a procedure that will be posted and available for folks to be able to review timelines, expected dates, um, procedures, and next steps, because that is crucial. The transparency behind that is crucial for folks to be able to trust that you are all doing everything you can for them. Just wanted to say thank you and have a good night. Thank you. Good evening, Commissioners. My name is Andrew Chaponda, but I'll try and read the segment from a colleague first. If the time still allows, I'll speak for myself. If not, I'll reclaim my time. My name is Kethi uh, Ferson, I, I work in the city. I work with Isaac as a uh, housing task force intern, uh, GVI, is group violence intervention, uh, GVP, and anything else I can, that will make a positive impact in our community. A lot of research was done to implement this fair housing ordinance. I personally know everyone involved put their hearts and soul into making this successful for our community. Listening sessions and canvassing are just two ways we communicated with our community to hear their voices and what would help make things more inclusive and equitable. I was part of the canvassing and I was able to have real conversations with our community. They were able to express their concerns and tell their personal stories. We shared our personal stories with each other. We are the voices of our community speaking to you all today. We passed this fair housing ordinance unanimously because we wanted to work towards eliminating racism and discrimination within our community as housing is concerned. We all agreed housing is a human right. So, so now that we have as to stand before you and ask that you enforce every part of the ordinance, we are moved we have moved backwards once again. Vouchers as a source of income is being challenged. And who does, not truly, who does that truly affect? Our biopic communities. We did not pass this ordinance to pick and choose what parts to enforce. We passed this ordinance to make sure every part is enforced and, cre and created the, this board to make sure it was enforced properly. Not enforcing vouchers as a source of income is discrimination. You have the ability to make sure that that's not the narrative you are presenting. Thank you for ensuring this housing ordinance, equity ordinance through the Civil Rights Board has teeth and truly decreases the housing inequities in our community. Thank you so much, Kathy McPherson. Thank you. Sorry, Toby. Uh, my name is again is Andrew Chaponda. I am the community program director for Open Doors here in Kalamazoo and a member of the Housing Task Force for Kalamazoo. 
I'm also a member of the uh, Kalamazoo Continuum of Care, whose letter you read. I am privileged to be here to say I was part of that process. I have an email here that uh, to read to you uh, to show you what uh, we go through every day trying to provide ordinary people with housing. Hi, Andrew. This is Chalet. How are you doing? Quick question for you. We have a 19-year-old young lady client who we are helping at Urban Alliance with housing. Do you know if Open Doors has any apartments or housing available? She has a voucher for 853. I cannot help this lady. I cannot help this lady. Open Doors has 24 buildings, 111 units in all. The community expects Open Doors to, to, to solve the problems of housing for this city. There is an emotional toll that comes to us who try to provide housing by receiving such messages every day. This lady has a voucher. Somebody has a housing somewhere in this city. I have to process these things. I can't help you. I know this lady needs help. So for you to try and go back on the source of income for our vouchers, we need to be hearing that the manager is trying to say, how can we make whatever is being given on us possible? Not how can we enforce the non-availability of vouchers in our community? This is not fair for everybody who was involved in this process. Please solve this problem. Do we have enough housing in our community? We are not the first one to invent this. Communities across the country are already accepting vouchers as a source for paying for one's house. The community is trying everything it can. The, 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 the uh, uh, millage that has just been passed, short of building thousands of units, we will not be able to solve the housing problem. But housing is there that people can have because they have vouchers, they can't get this housing. Please, com uh, our commissioners, I'm glad that some, some uh, um, uh, measures are being taken to, to uh, make sure that it's more teeth. Also try and make sure that whatever reports are, are, are coming, the chairman has, has to know about it within, within real time. When some of the reports, make sure the, the chairman of the board also knows at the same time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, I'm Toby Hannah-Davies. I'm also from the Isaac and TRHD Housing Task Force. And I want to add my thank you to all of you, all of the progress that you've made, um, at, that you reported on this evening is very exciting. Thank you. The community is really depending on you to get this right. I can tell you know that. I'm so grateful to you for working hard on how to get the enforcement right and really standing up against source of income discrimination. I can't thank you enough for all the different pieces you reported on tonight that you're planning. And I want you to know that whatever you do, is going to make an impact beyond the borders of the city. You might have seen in MLive that Ashtamo, yesterday there was an article about um, Ashtamo wanting a housing equity ordinance like the city's, and they're wondering how to do the enforcement piece. And they're not the only ones. Kalamazoo Township, Comstock, Texas, Portage, they're all looking 
to you and the City Commission of Kalamazoo to get this right so that um, we will have true housing equity throughout um, the whole municipal area, the whole urban area. So thank you. We want you to know we will support you. Let us know if you need support somehow. Thank you so much. Thank you. My name is Lauren Carney. Um, I just, a few things I wanted to say. I'm really happy to hear what I heard today, what's, what's going to happen with um, us clarifying what um, source of income means, because I work with a lot of community members who are attempting to use vouchers and they are running into problems. Um, and so it's really nice to hear that, especially after the disappointment and the pain that I've experienced and I'm sure others have felt between that last meeting that we were at and this one. Um, so it is nice to hear that, that we're turning a corner. Um, I have experienced a significant amount of housing discrimination here in Kalamazoo. Um, and, you know, I did all the things that I was supposed to do. I went to school, I paid all my bills and, and everything else, but it was still difficult. Right? And so something like this really means a lot to me, um, just me personally and my family, because we have, have just really struggled. Um, but I just, wanted, I just wanted to get up and say thank you. And we're watching, and we're, we're really excited to see what happens next. This is one small piece right, in this larger puzzle of making sure that we are, are um, allowing folks to have that basic human right of a shelter over their heads. Thank you. Thank you. Any more citizen, citizen comments? Thank you. This is Director Harrington. I actually want to go back in the agenda a little bit because I just want to see, should we be voting on um, the decision to amend um, the ordinance and taking it before the city commissioners? Although I don't think it's necessary, I think it would be a good thing to do. So if I can please um, entertain a motion to amend the uh, current city ordinance uh, to provide further um, clarification and detail around source of income discrimination uh, to be brought before the city commissioners um, at their next meeting. This is Director Calderon Wesso. I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt the voting process. I, I wanted to know if that motion is inclusive of something that um, Director Lukeman brought up as far as making sure that we're including like all the different levels, um, local and, and beyond. I think it depends on who makes the motion. So I think if we can, if I can entertain, have someone entertain the motion, like put the motion on the floor, yep. And you can be as detailed as you wanna be about it. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. Well, there is a current motion on the floor. I, 
but I did not hear a second. I didn't make the motion. I, 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 called, I called for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I need, so I'm calling for, yeah, I'm calling for someone to make the motion, please. Thank you. This is Director Lukeman. I'm, I'd like to motion to vote for the city attorney's office to provide clarity to the ordinance with regard to the source of income for it to include a variety of definitions of a voucher. And this is Director Harrington. May I please have a second or support? This is Director Corwin. I second that motion. Any discussion? Okay. All of those in favor? I'm not going to repeat the whole thing because I'm probably going to butcher it. Say aye. 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 Any opposed? Say nay. Any abstentions? Okay, motion carried. And now we can go back to the rest of the agenda. Thank you. Thank you, Director Harrington. Uh, next on agenda is comments from the board members. This is Director Calderon Wisso, and I am I'm definitely feeling better about my second meeting here. This went much better than the last one, and I'm very pleased to see all of the um, compromise as well as all of the interaction from members of the community. Um, we definitely live in a community where people are, are making the necessary we're having the necessary conversations to start actions towards changes that are, have been a long time coming. So I definitely want to lift up all of uh, what was mentioned here today. And also I did, we, we did talk a little bit about um, having maybe more of the community members that are, are filing these complaints be able to present those to us. And I just want to put it back out there that this is really about also empowering the people who are making these complaints. Um, they do have the ability, if they're, they're, if they're not happy with the choice that is made, to be able to um, appeal that decision and ask to um, have us review that for them. So I just wanted to lift that up um, because that was mentioned that that would be the way to make that happen. And thank you again for everyone's comments. Thank you. Um, excuse me, Director Keraton, I may had jumped up just a little bit. Uh, we need to just make sure there were no calls that came in from the citizens. Yes, color ending in 0411, you are with the board. Hello? Hello, you are, Can you hear? you're live with the board. I'm on, yes, my name is Richard Stewart. I'm a resident of the city in the South Town neighborhood. As a person with a disability, I must object to you continuing to use the name Civil Rights Board. You spoke of it last year that it was 
not an appropriate name and you went no farther. I must ask that you cease and desist using that misleading name. You are indeed a Chapter 19 board or an anti-racism board. There's no reason you cannot identify yourself appropriately. There are complaints being forwarded to you mistakenly because of this false name for in particular, earlier this meeting, they read off that there were disability complaints going to you, and you are acting as a middleman, or the city attorney is acting as a middleman. We take those complaints directly to the Michigan Department of Civil Rights or directly to the Department of Justice. The irony is there is at least one or more active civil rights complaints against the city, and you have named yourself knowingly, dishonestly. So I would ask that you take up a priority of changing the name to a name that better identifies what you really do. You are not representing civil rights. I have civil rights too. I would also ask that you discuss the Department of Equity and Inclusion that the city created last year or two years ago and still does not recognize or acknowledge disability equal to race and gender. Any diversity, equity, and inclusion department that does not recognize and include disability equal to race and gender is neither diverse nor inclusive. Thank you. It looks like we have no other callers. Thank you, Director Green. Thank you. We may continue on Director Harrington with the board member comments. Thank you. This is Director Harrington. Um, I did want to acknowledge, um, as I have studied this flowchart um, that we uh, had received at our training, um, I do think there is space um, going to the point that was given during citizen comments in regards to, you know, at what point is the civil rights board involved or coming in uh, to the investigative process. And so I would really love uh, for us to explore that. Um, because as I look at this flow chart, we're, we're at the very end of it. And I don't like it. So I think this is a really good step for sure. Um, and I think maybe we need to find a way to massage it a little bit um, and, and see where as a civil rights board, I know that we have to be mindful um, of the Open Meetings Act and if more um, than um, a quorum of us are involved in a, in a a meeting or anything, we, we, it has to be an open meeting. So I'm, I'm very mindful of that, right? Um, but I also think that we need to find a, a way to be creative. You know, how can the Civil Rights Board have a little bit more of a, a presence um, in the beginning of this flowchart at the top of it so that we're not at the end of it just kind of being plugged in if, if something comes to us. So I just wanted to throw that out there uh, for us to consider as, as a group.
This is Director Lukeman. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to the city because um, I feel like in the last uh, 30 days or so that we've really caught caught up or you know maybe are more educated <laughs> on where we are and what the process looks like. I think with the information we've received, um, we can really see that how how this has progressed in time as well as far as how it was organized, what is being reported on, what information we're receiving. So I just want to say thank you for for putting it together. I can see you know how it has morphed over time to be you know what it is now. And obviously, as Director Harrington has pointed out, that you know there's changes to be made and progress, more progress. But I think just in the last 30 days has been very nice to see. Uh, this is Director Corwin. Um, yeah, I'd just like to thank like City Attorney's Office because, uh, as mentioned before, some like the uh, voucher system. Uh, to me, I, I just kind of seen like it wasn't functioning, and I know, like I said, some community members who was who are facing that. Um, so I think that it may even spark a little bit of hope for somebody that you guys are uh, changing the uh, stance on it. Um, and yeah, so for some of the other stuff that. Uh, it's, it's really nice to um, be on this board and work on this because there's so many people out there. And I know a lot of people use words like civil rights and basic human rights and stuff. But uh, so we mainly talk about housing here and it's a basic human need. And when housing is uh, in jeopardy, uh, what it does to the human psyche is, is um, pretty insane actually. And, uh, if, and that's actually insanity would be a definition of that stress. Um, and so there was a previous meeting where uh, I'd asked about, you know, if the individual would have the opportunity to get compensation for a violation against their civil rights. Um, and the, one of the words was like, if it's egregious enough, but the idea that somebody might not be able to go to a home tonight is pretty grievous to me, especially one of our own, our own people here. So. I really appreciate the uh, change in stance. Hopefully it works out and we can give some hope. Thank you. If there are no more uh, comments by the board members, um, I am going to call for an adjournment of the meeting at 7.49 p.m. Thank you. <laughs>